Have you heard of our new mixers product called Her Immunity? We created Her Immunity because you can't afford to take sick days. This all-natural, once-daily supplement combines the necessary nutrients to boost your immunity and keep it in strong, fighting shape no matter the environmental threats that come your way. The best defense against illness is prevention, so here's to powerful prevention, Her Immunity. Look at all of our products on Mixers.com. Remember, that's M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Hey, welcome back. I'm so happy to have you guys back. It's another beautiful Friday, and today we've got another fun deep dive to go into. Well, at least an informative one, and we'll try to make it fun. I am so happy that so many of you guys have been writing in telling me that you have really enjoyed the episodes that we've been doing recently about different disorders. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we did a an episode that we did a deep dive on with endometriosis. And what happened when I did that one in particular is I had many of you guys write in and say, thank you for that. But also that you were wondering if I would do a deep dive on the disorder that maybe you're dealing with. Okay. There are quite a few disorders that I do want to do some deep dives on because there are so many of you that are dealing with these. Um, and today the one that I'm going to be talking about is PMDD. Okay. PMDD stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And maybe you already know that you have, have this, maybe you've been diagnosed or maybe after listening to today's podcast, you might start thinking about maybe getting a doctor's appointment and seeing if this is something that you might be diagnosed with as well. And with that, not just that, I also want to make sure that I teach you all about PMDD, but also want to teach you about what you can do about it um, and how it's different than PMS. That's a lot of the kind of confusion about it because a lot of times the symptoms are very similar to PMS, but it's much more extreme. So we're going to talk about that. Did you know that actually 5% of menstruating women have PMDD. That's a pretty big percentage. And like I said, it stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Okay. And it's something that if you have it, you know that it really, really keeps you from living your best life. Like it really, really can wreak havoc on everything. And I'm talking about everything from like relationships to, you know, whether you're able to actually go and function at work, um, going to school. And, you know, a lot of you guys wrote in talking about the effects that it's been having on your self-esteem, a lot of things. I mean, it really, really can disrupt your life. PMDD is not just disruptive though. It's actually really disabling. It's something that is very, very extreme and it can take over your life for one week out of each and every single month. And, you know, we talk about that a lot. That's hard. That's not something that we should just put up with and ignore. That's something we need to take to pay attention to because, there's a lot we got to get done, right? We got to get stuff done and we can't take a full week of our you know, lives out of every single month. It's just not going to work. So also I thought this was interesting and a very good description. I had some of you women talking about some of the ways that you feel. And one woman wrote in and said that it, she feels like it's a real Jekyll and Hyde situation the week before she starts her period. And she is a woman that was diagnosed with um, PMDD. So that's what we're going to talk about today because like I said, I've had so many of you guys writing in to us wondering what PMDD is. Um, like I said, either because you were diagnosed or you have PMDD and you're just wondering now, what do we do? So let's talk about it all. Let's get you guys the information that maybe you're not getting from your doctor or from your sister or even Google. All right. So let's talk about 
how it's so similar to PMS. Okay. So like PMS, PMDD, it happens during that same time, that week before your period. That's when you're going to start noticing the symptoms pop up, but it is so, it's just so more, it's so much more serious than PMS symptoms. PMS symptoms are no fun. Like that's, that's not minor. So imagine PMS symptoms, but on steroids, it's just a way, it's a whole other matter, right? Women with PMS and PMDD do have a lot of similarities. Like they both experience, um, mood changes like irritability and anxiety and maybe depression or a low mood, all of that. But for women with PMDD, those changes are way more extreme. I'm going to list off a couple of symptoms that are pretty common for uh, most people that have PMDD. And you're going to get an idea of what I'm talking about when I say that it's a much more extreme situation. Um, so if any of these symptoms sound like you can relate to them, I really want you guys to pay attention and then maybe book that appointment with your doctor and just see what your doctor can help you with. But I'm also going to give you some really um, powerful things that you can do on your own um, to help address a lot of the symptoms, okay? So women with PMDD experience one or maybe even all of these symptoms. One that is probably the most common is just the crazy mood shifts, like feelings of anger and anxiety that are so pronounced that they really have a negative effect on relationships. Um, you know, any kind of relationship with another person it's, it's, they've, I've had women talking to me about how it's literally ruined their marriage. Um, their husband does not understand what the outbursts are all about. Um, it's, it's been making it hard for like girlfriend interactions, you know, interactions with children, but anybody, any, anybody we have a relationship, it can really negatively affect that relationship because it can be so extreme. Then the feelings that are often, you know, another symptom I should say is there's also feelings of, not just anger and anxiety, but also extreme despair and hopelessness, all right? And sometimes those feelings are accompanied by thoughts of suicide, okay? So you guys can really get what I mean by this is something that we really want to pay attention to, okay? But other symptoms that are very common with women with PMDD and that they may experience are panic attacks, um, feeling out of control emotionally, like frequently uncontrollable crying, um, maybe unexplained crying, you know, or if there is something that would make you cry is you just can't stop crying. Also a complete lack of interest in daily activities, um, and relationships like women with PMDD oftentimes, especially that week before they start their period, just want to be in their rooms. Um, they just want to be laying in bed. They don't want to be around people. They don't really want to accomplish anything. They literally just have no drive whatsoever. Um, they also, you know, are feeling, so this is part of it, what plays into it, they're feeling extreme fatigue. So a little more than just feeling tired and like lack of energy, they're really feeling lethargic. For women with PMDD, these emotional changes come with a lot of the many, like many of the same physical symptoms that PMS brings, like our breast tenderness, uh, changes in appetite, crazy cravings, you know, trouble sleeping, you know, the whole, all the rest of the stuff that we kind of deal with when we're having PMS. But PMDD is a condition that causes major suffering, um, which can significantly diminish quality of life. And I feel like that's a very understated way to describe it, but it's true. It really does diminish quality of life. And that's what a lot of uh, women that have PMDD report back is that they, they feel like their life is just 
not their dream. They're not living their dream life. And, and we want all girls to feel like they're living their dream life. So I do want to be totally real here, um, with you PMDD girls. Uh, PMDD is harder to treat than PMS. Okay. Um, we know that with PMS, there's a lot we can do to resolve, um, all of the symptoms that come along that with lifestyle nutrition changes, but this disruptive hormonal condition can also be improved with lifestyle, nutrition, and also targeted supplement support. Um, so I also recommend that women with PMDD consult with a trusted healthcare provider and implement some of the things I'm going to be sharing with you girls today. Okay. So let's talk about what causes PMDD. And you know what? Honestly, <laughs> There's just not a whole lot of information about this. Experts don't really know exactly why some women experience PMD, PMDD, um, you know, or this more severe form of PMS. But there's some there's some factors. Okay, there's some common factors that play into, you know, pretty much everyone that does get diagnosed with PMDD. And I'm going to share four of them with you and see if these are things that maybe you can relate to as well. Okay, so the first one is that. Many of the women that do get diagnosed with PMDD also have like a hypersensitivity to normal hormonal fluctuations that, that happen, you know, our, all during our 28 day, um, cycle, you know, of our monthly cycle, our hormones are constantly shifting, um, going high, coming low. And, but women with PMDD feel it like so much more intensely. Okay. So that's something they're, they're a little more hypersensitive to those hormonal fluctuations. Okay. The second thing that is common is that women with PMDD may already have a more severe, like underlying hormone imbalance. Okay. So it's common for a lot of you um, that have PMDD to have maybe like a, another like hormone can like imbalance condition, maybe like a thyroid condition or something like that. Okay. So if that's you, then you are going to be a little bit more prone um, to getting PMDD. Okay. The third thing is that women with PMDD also may experience more dramatic shifts in serotonin levels. Okay. than women that have PMS, right? Um, Serotonin, if you remember, is our, like, it's the neurotransmitter in our body that gives us that, like, calming, happy, relaxed um, feeling. And women that have PMDD, they, they're either high or they're low. Like, there's just no serotonin in there at all, okay? And so it's, it's way more extreme. I know I keep using that word extreme, but it, it really is. It's much more than a PMS-type um, situation. All right, the fourth thing is that women with PMDD also may have other risk factors that make them a little more predisposed to develop PMDD. So things like um, if you are a woman that is experiencing chronic stress, which like, hello, like pretty much every woman I know deals with chronic stress. Um, but I'm not just talking about like everyday stress. This is like a woman who is... Um, can't relax even at night, like to sleep. They're just constantly feeling anxious. Um, maybe it could be major things that are going on in their life that's causing the stress, or it could just be their body's inability to just turn off that stress response. So they're just constantly feeling like they're under attack. So they're, they're dealing with chronic stress. Also, if you are a woman that is overweight or obese, you are going to be a little bit more predisposed to developing PMDD. So our weight, having a healthy weight is going to be something important to focus on. Also, girls, if you grow, if you have a history of trauma or if you have a history of abuse, then you also are going to be a little bit more prone to getting PMDD. 
Um, and if you have any existing mental health conditions like that are diagnosed, like if you've been diagnosed with depression or you've been diagnosed with anxiety, these are also things that are going to make you a little bit more prone. Okay. Hormones and neurotransmitters, they both share some of the same receptor sites in our brain, like the areas in our brain that help regulate our moods. So many, many experts suspect that women who are uniquely sensitive to hormone changes, like I talked about, like that hypersensitivity, um, they have, they may have more mood issues throughout their cycle. And also, you know, honestly, during other reproductive events like pregnancy or postpartum, like that postpartum depression, you're going to be a little bit more prone to that. But even like the life changes that happen kind of at the end of our, you know, menstrual cycle life, like when we start going into perimenopause and into menopause, um, we're going to feel just a little bit, you know, more susceptible to that. So that's something that um, experts have definitely kind of linked to that research Researchers also know that there's a big connection um, when it comes to the gut-brain microbiome access. Okay, so that's, you know, our gut and our microbiome within our gut and our brain are constantly, you know, communicating. And if there's something going on with that communication, that can play a role in the development of some of the mood and mental health issues that you guys might be dealing with or somebody that has PMDD. So that's why I paying attention to nutrition. Um, I'm going to always, always say it's so important because, um, things like reducing or even eliminating even better sugar, and then also eating a low inflammatory diet can really, really help to manage the symptoms of PMDD. Um, because factors like chronic stress, like we talked about and depression and anxiety. And if you've had like a history of trauma, these are all risk factors, right? For PMDD, like we just talked about. So stress reduction techniques are going to be super important to also implement. So things like meditation and mindful exercises can also help. All right. Hopefully you girls, how many of you are meditating now? Like I'm just picturing in my head that all of you are raising your hands because how many times have I suggested that we meditate? Truly, it's so important it's just so important. I mean, if you think about most of the symptoms um, that we complain about when it comes to hormonal imbalance issues, um, whether it's endometriosis or PCOS or PMDD, stress plays a huge role in it. So I hope by now you guys have tried at least to start implementing some stress reduction um, techniques. And it doesn't have to be meditation. Meditation just happens to be one of my favorites because it's easy. It's free. It's like the it's just the best part of my day. I love it. So I'm going to always recommend it for you. All right. Let's talk about how to manage the symptoms of PMDD. Okay. This is super important because, you know, a lot of times we have these symptoms and we go to seek help to see how, what we can do because these symptoms are so debilitating. Um, and we're not given very many options always on what we can do that's going to be effective. So I want you guys to know that there are some things that we can do um, with our lifestyle and nutrition. That's obviously my expertise. And so that's something I'm always going to point you in that direction because it is, again, like I just said about the meditation, it's something that we can do. It's like powers in our hands, right? So um, there's things that we can do, but I also get it that it is harder. PMDD is harder to treat than, it, than PMS, right? But it's just going to take a little bit more effort. And with that extra effort, we can really help to improve your symptoms um, with some simple food and lifestyle interventions. Nothing too crazy, I promise. Things that I feel like you guys easily could implement. Okay, so I'm going to share some of these, these recommendations for you. And 
I know for me, like when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like out on a walk or I'm, I'm cleaning the house or I'm multitasking a lot of times. And so I'm sure that might be, or I'm driving my car or whatever. And so many of you guys might not have an opportunity to take notes, but I'm going to encourage you girls to try to take notes whenever possible, because as far as like the learning process, I know I kind of share a lot of information in these deep dives and I hope that you're able to digest them. I hope that you're able to understand the things that I'm talking about, but more importantly, what I hope is like my goal is for you guys to start implementing them because it's powerful. It's powerful stuff and it's easy and it's like free, right? So if you can write down some of these things and then really start to put them into practice, I just can't wait to hear back from you. I just really can't wait because you guys are going to be writing into me and being like, okay, I feel so much better. That worked so well. So, okay. So with that, if you can grab a piece of paper and a pencil, if not, I'm going to also put these, uh, these tips into the show notes. I'll take the notes for you because I really feel like this is important stuff that you need to be paying attention to. Okay. First of all, the thing that we're going to do is that there's a lot of um, research that's showing that if you can incorporate high protein and a complex carbohydrate, um, like those kinds of foods into your diet every single day, your PMDD symptoms will become less severe and less severe and less severe over time. Okay. So it's because what this does is it helps you to start eating um, what's considered a more high tryptophan diet. Okay. Tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin. Okay. So we talked about serotonin. Serotonin is that neurotransmitter that we love because it makes us feel calm and happy and, and all the things, right? Well, tryptophan is kind of like the key that helps to release that serotonin in our body, right? And tryptophan is, you know, it's what can be found in many high, um, like healthy, high protein sources. Like also though it can be found in many healthy complex carbohydrate foods. Okay. So like think about this, like tryptophan is found in Turkey, for example. Think about how you feel after that Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. You eat that yummy turkey and then how do you feel? You feel relaxed, right? And you want to just go and sit on the couch and take a nap and digest and you're just in this great mood. Well, a lot of times it's because that tryptophan in the turkey is going to work and it's helping you to feel like this because it helped to release the serotonin and now serotonin's at a good high level and you're feeling really good, okay? So that's that's how that works. Tryptophan is awesome. But tryptophan can also be found in wild-caught salmon. It can be found in pastured poultry, grass-fed beef. Um, but if you're not a meat eater, it can also be found in whole grains like brown rice and quinoa. And also in legumes like beans and chickpeas. In fact, I'm going to mention that chickpeas are also just an amazing source of vitamin B, which vitamin B helps with progesterone production. And you guys know that progesterone helps to balance um, estrogen dominance. We talked about that last week, which we all know now is one of the most common hormone imbalances in women who have premenstrual and symptoms and PMDD and all of the things, right? But progesterone also helps us to just have that calm feeling. Um, so it's important. We want to have optimal levels of progesterone as well. Okay. So incorporate high protein and complex carbohydrate foods into your daily diet, and that will significantly reduce the symptoms associated with PMDD. The other thing you can do is avoid at all costs <laughs> inflammatory foods. All right. It is easier said than done. I get that we 
are kind of surrounded by inflammatory foods. But truly, if we could start focusing on eating foods that um, have a mother (laughs) or came from the earth, then we would be set, okay? It's when we start getting into the highly processed foods, um, things with lots of additives and colorings and flavorings and, and everything, and it looks less and less like how it did in nature, then it's going to become more inflammatory. And if we can avoid those foods as much as possible, I'm not saying you're never going to be able to have a piece of cake or whatever it is that you love. Um, It's just that we probably eat more of that type of food than we should. And it's really causing an issue. And especially for those of you that are dealing with hormonal imbalance issues with whether it's PMS, whether it's PMDD. Okay. So especially during that um, time before between ovulation and the period, the luteal phase, this is the time when we're most likely to have, um, Um, an increased production of what's called an inflammatory molecule, okay? These inflammatory molecules really increase during this time of the month in our body. And in fact, also like there's many other inflammatory conditions, things like even like gingivitis um, or inflammatory bowel syndrome. All of these are just known to get worse during that premenstrual phase or that luteal phase, okay? So just a little side thought there, but Also, inflammation is thought to play a role in the development of PMDD. It's hugely related. They see it as very common. So many women that have PMDD also have inflammation issues. So avoiding inflammatory foods can really help a lot. And so if you are somebody that is dealing with PMDD or any other hormonal imbalance issue, I'm going to recommend a couple of things that we eliminate from our body, right? I always talk about how food is medicine, but sometimes food can actually be poison if it's not the right foods for our body. Um, If you are dealing with inflammation, some of the most inflammatory foods that you will want to remove from your diet are things like gluten, okay, and dairy, And like I just talked about the refined sugar and the refined flour and all of those things. If you can remove those four things from your diet, you'll see a big difference. You're going to feel different. Now I tell you, I've had so many clients that tell me I'm not, I'm not lactose intolerant and I'm not sensitive to gluten. And so they don't want to give it up, but when they do, they feel a difference. It makes a difference. Now, am I saying that you'll never be able to have dairy and gluten and all the, you know, no, I'm not saying that because I get like life has to happen and we don't want to be that person that never participates and has fun in life. I get that. Like I totally get that. But if you are dealing with severe symptoms, I think you're going to be very motivated to do anything you possibly can to help reduce the symptoms that are causing that debilitation. So doing something like an elimination of these four types of foods, gluten, dairy, refined sugar, and refined flour from your diet for a time. So until you can get on top of that inflammation, I think you'll be very highly motivated to do that because it will make a big difference, okay? The other thing you want to also pay attention to when it comes to inflammation is avoiding um, the factory-raised meat, okay? Because that factory-raised meat is actually really high in inflammation-promoting omega-6 fats, where the difference between that and like pastured meats... um, that are higher in inflammation fighting omega-3s is huge, okay? I know you guys have heard about the omegas, right? We, we talk about how these healthy fats are important and both are, are healthy for us. The problem is, is that we just over-consume omega-6s um, because they are, that's like something that comes from like the, 
this factory raised meat. It's just because the way that these animals are fed and whatnot, and we're under eating um, and taking in less omega-3s. And so the balance is off. Okay. So it's important for us to do everything we possibly can to just reduce um, anything that would be a source of omega-6 and see if we can kind of boost um, the foods that are high in omega-3. Um, that will make a big difference because they're really known for their anti-inflammatory, not they, I should say, omega-3s are very known for their anti-inflammatory effect on our body. They're just really good. They're good for our brain. They're just good for every, our entire body. Um, I also advise saying no to coffee <laughs> and artificial sweeteners like um you know, Splenda, anything that's with aspartame, you know, the sweeteners that are like in our diet sodas and in our diet foods that we sometimes think are healthy or have been like marketed to as saying that they're healthy. Um, they actually really can aggravate anxiety. Um, they can really make anxiety a lot worse and, um, feel more like intense. And it can also, they're like, it's like lighter fluid for inflammation. So just really avoid those um, artificial sweeteners. That'll make a big difference with your inflammation levels overall. Okay, the other thing is, is it's really important for us to balance our blood sugar, right? Balanced blood sugar is essential for easing any hormone-related condition. And especially, it's going to be especially valuable for PMDD. If we can just try to balance that blood sugar, it's gonna make a big difference because imbalanced blood sugar and unstable insulin levels, you know, remember insulin helps to control our blood sugar in our body. They are also like uh, throwing lighter fluid that's just being like poured all over our inflammation. Um, blood sugar imbalances really mess with our cortisol levels, right? And cortisol, as you guys know, is one of the body's stress hormones. And we've talked about already how important it is to manage stress because that can be a key component in easing PMDD supplements. Well, if our blood sugar is always high, then our body is always going to feel like it's under stress and we're going to be pumping out that cortisol and we're going to be increasing that inflammation and it all just kind of, oh, it kind of works together negatively for us. Okay. So those are important things that we can do. And a lot of that can be controlled by just the foods that we choose to put on our plate and into our mouth. And, um, it doesn't have to be like, a a horrible way to go. <laughs> I feel like so many people are like scared that they'll, they'll never enjoy anything that they get to eat anymore, but that's not the case. There's so many delicious foods. You just want to, you want to pick the foods that, that are just natural and in the most whole form. And they're exactly how nature intended for us to consume them. And our body knows what to do with them. All right. All right. The other thing I'm going to recommend is that you want to adopt a smart, um, supplement strategy. There's a lot of key supplements. Um, you know that I'm a believer in supplements. I always say food first, but because we don't get all of the nutrients that we need in the diet, even if we're eating a super healthy diet, we're going to have some nutrients that we're deficient in or insufficient in, even if we're not all the way deficient, we're most likely going to be insufficient in them. So it's important for us to make sure that we we are smart with our supplementation. And there are specific supplements that I'm going to recommend for you that definitely help um, address a lot of the risk factors that are associated with PMDD and they help to reduce the symptoms. Okay. So again, I'm going to talk about omega-3s. Okay. I know I just talked about them. Um, 
There's lots of good healthy food sources that provide our omega-3s. And we know that these healthy fats have shown like major promise. They have shown to be effective in treating symptoms of depression. And there is a lot of research that shows that omega-3s can actually protect us against anxiety disorders. So omega-3s are huge. Like I mentioned before, they're very, very healthy. Our brain loves omega-3s. And I will tell you that I have searched high and low for studies that look specifically at how omega-3s like help people with PMDD. And I'm going to admit they are very lacking. There's not anything really out there that was specifically tested with, you know, showing omega-3s and how it affects PMDD. But research shows that omega-3s reduce some of the psychiatric symptoms of PMS, um, including depression, nervousness, anxiety, and lack of concentration, right? Um, it can also reduce some of the physical symptoms of PMS, like bloating, um, headaches, breast tenderness, you know, all of those things as well. Um, so I kind of am at the thought of like, even if omega-3s don't necessarily help PMDD sufferers as much as they help PMS sufferers, I still feel like getting in enough healthy fat in our diet and supplementing really do seem to have a positive effect, um, especially on our mood, right? And there really is no harm in taking them. So why not? I feel like let's give it a go. Let's try it. Um, I do recommend them as a good overall support for mood and hormone balance. Um, I personally had my daughter like have to, her, I, I think I've told this story before. She had moved to China to go teach English. And while she was there, the school that she was working for, they provided her housing and they also were feeding her. Now, unfortunately, because it was such a culture shock for her, you know, um, they literally like every day had a garbage can full of white rice um, or they'd have some kind of like protein, but the protein was culture shock for her. Some of you might think this sounds delicious, but to her, this was brand new and didn't seem very appetizing, but they'd serve her things like fish heads and, um, eyeballs and like vertebrae and, you know, stuff like that. So she wasn't eating it. She wasn't getting any protein and she basically was living off of white rice and she was having a wonderful time while she was there. But as a couple of months went by, all of a sudden she started noticing that she started feeling anxious and she had a scary moment where she, um, all of a sudden like had a panic attack. And it was the first time she'd ever had a panic attack in her life. And it was scary because she literally blacked out and passed out and didn't even know what or why that was happening to her. Now, after this happened and you know things had calmed down, of course, then she became anxious that it was going to happen again because it did kind of come from nowhere. So as we're talking to her, feeling so helpless as we're, my husband and I are in the States and we're you know talking to our daughter that's so far away, we're starting to ask questions like, okay, tell us what was going on. Like, um, was there anything that was making you feel nervous? Was there anything that was, you know, affecting you? Uh, what have you been eating? How have you been sleeping? You know, all of these things. And what we did kind of figure out was the fact that she had not been getting any of, you know, healthy fats and she hadn't been getting any protein. Okay. Now I talked to you about how protein, you know, that's how, where we get that tryptophan. Tryptophan is what helps our body to be able to release serotonin. Serotonin is needed for us to not feel anxiety. And a lot of people that have, um, anxiety issues and disorders, 
their body is very, very low in serotonin. Okay. So that was something that she wasn't getting from the food. Um, so her body was low in serotonin, but the other thing that was very low is that she wasn't getting any healthy fats. So her omega threes were very low and that was affecting her brain. Right. And so all of this kind of played into this anxiety attack and just this overwhelming feeling of anxiety that just wouldn't go away for her. Um, which was affecting so much of her life and her experience um, during this time. So I just like, I spent way too much money, (laughs) but put a package together and sent it as fast as I could to her. And I just filled it with the key supplements that I'm talking about today. Um, But I made sure she was taking omega-3s and I made sure that she was taking a supplement that's called 5-HTP. And 5-HTP is what gets released when our body gets tryptophan. Okay. So you've got tryptophan going into your body, then your body then releases 5-HTP. And then that 5-HTP also helps your body to release serotonin. So it all played in, you know, but those things plus giving her just a protein supplement also made all the difference. In fact, she reported back saying that within like 12 hours, she completely felt like a different person. She just felt the relief come over her. So it just showed me how, um, I mean, I've seen this with clients, but this was my daughter who I know very well. Um, it's powerful. Nutrition is powerful. It is medicine. And if we understand how to use it in our favor, we really can make a big difference with how we're feeling. We don't always need to look for the over-the-counter medications or, you know, anything like that. But knowing this is important. So you could do both, you know, if you needed to, of course. I'm not saying there's anything bad about over-the-counter medication. I just want you to know there is a lot of power in nutrition. Okay. Sorry, that was a big tangent about omega-3s, but that was a personal experience that really, really made a difference in her life. And so sharing that, I hope that maybe can help you as well. The other supplements that I recommend um, are magnesium and vitamin B6. Okay. So just like with omega-3s, there is a lot of research on this, that um, the effects of magnesium and vitamin six are, you know, specifically, um, they are really good for those that have PMDD, right? Because these micronutrients, when they're combined, they they can help reduce the severity of PMS. And because women with PMS and PMDD um, share so many of the similar underlying hormonal imbalances, I have recommended it to my clients. And you know what? Just like with my daughter, they have given me back really great feedback saying that they have felt so much better when they have um, supplemented with these two um, micronutrients every day. Now I recommend taking magnesium at night because it can make you sleepy, um, which is great because it's going to make you sleep really good. And we need that too, in order to reduce symptoms of PMDD and feel our best. So, um, if maybe taking magnesium and vitamin B6 would be helpful for you, maybe you could try it and just see how you felt for sure. All right. The other supplement that I want you guys to um, focus on because a lot of women with PMDD tend to be calcium deficient. So calcium supplements can definitely ease PMDD symptoms. And there is actually a lot of good research on this. Now, I'm not going to recommend a certain dosage a day because everybody's different, okay? Now, let me just share this too. A lot of times I have many of you guys writing in, which is awesome. I'm always going to try to point you in the right direction. But if I can do that right now, I feel like we're going to save some both of us some time. But when it comes to what recommended dose on any supplement... Um, Really, especially when it comes to these higher dose supplements that I'm gonna, I'm recommending the magnesium, the calcium, you know, the omega threes and stuff like that. 
you really should, I'm going to highly recommend that you go and get tested, go and get a nutrient panel done and see where you're at, see where you're at, because you might be more deficient than your best friend, right? And so you're not going to need the same milligrams a day as your best friend, or you might need more milligrams a day, right? So I would definitely say testing. Anytime that you are taking a higher dose supplement, this is something that you should do. You should talk to your doctor and kind of get that testing done and get their recommendation um, because it can make a big difference. I, you know, I'm kind of going off another tangent and I won't go too far into it, but um, for instance, vitamin D, you know, that's something that everybody's just a little bit different. And I was taking a vitamin D supplement and found out after testing that even with that supplement, I was still very, very low and I needed more. So that's just something to consider. Okay. Um, also I'm going to recommend her time. Okay. Her time, you know, that it was made to help with these types of symptoms and these hormonal imbalance issues. It's an herbal remedy and it's just all, you know, it's all natural, but we have had so many of you that have PMDD, right into us and tell us how significantly it has helped you with your physical, but also like with your emotional symptoms, like the depression and the anxiety, um, that you're experiencing if you have PMDD, but it also, like I said, it's, it's taking care of the physical stuff, the breast tenderness, the bloating, the cramps, the whole shebang. It's, it's taking care of all of that as well. So her time is going to be extremely helpful for you. If you are dealing with PMDD, um, we've talked about tryptophan. Um, did you know that you can actually, you know, you can get it from your food, but you can actually supplement with it too. And you would go and you'd find it. It's called L-tryptophan. And this supplement, like we've talked about, it just shows major promise in reducing the symptoms of PMDD because of everything I've already talked about. So I'm not going to go into that too much more. Um, also, you guys, I mean, I feel like I say this every time, but I'm going to have you prioritize stress reduction. You really need to do everything you can to support good mental health. Depression and anxiety are more common in women with PMDD. And these are serious, these are serious problems. And so it's a fact, right? That this is something that is more common. So I just feel like it's really important to tend to your mental health. Um, it's just as important to tend to your mental health as it is to tend to your hormonal health. So that's why I really encourage you girls to engage in unapologetic self-care. You know, every day, try to find some time to give yourself some self-care, and especially on the weekends, like maybe you'll have a little bit more downtime. So make it something that's become a habit, you know, a ritual that you take part in. You know, we're just going into the weekend. See if you can find some time this weekend to give yourself some good self-care because you deserve it for sure. But also doing things like, you know, I think a lot of times we think self-care has to just do with pampering, which is awesome. But even doing things like activities that just bring you joy, okay? Um, I just bought some new roller skates and I cannot tell you how excited I am because it is so fun. It's taking me back to my childhood and that joy that I would feel just rolling around the skating rink. And I know I am a grown up. But sometimes acting like a kid is really great medicine. So I'm really excited to get doing that. So find something like that. Like find what makes you happy, brings you joy. Also, you know, practicing meditation, you know, I love it, um, but other mindfulness practices. And also I'm going to just highly recommend that if you need it, you need to go and seek out extra support, find a therapist, find somebody that's qualified to help you through some of these things. Um, the last thing I'm going to mention, and I'm not going to go too far into it is to practice cycle phasing. 
You know, it, we have our distinct phases during our 28-day cycle, and it's important for us to tailor our food and our movement to each of the phases. It's just going to make a big difference on how our body responds and how intense our um, symptoms are, right? It's also just, you know, it has an effect on our metabolism and it helps, has an effect on whether our blood sugar stays stabilized. And all of that is going, going to help support our healthy hormone balance, right? So, you know, I'll, when it comes to exercise, I'll just quickly say it's just you got to find that sweet spot. You don't want to do it too much that week before you start your period. Um, nothing too intense because, again, we just want to decrease the cortisol output because that can really, really exacerbate symptoms when it comes to PMDD. Okay. I hope you guys found something helpful with this. Now, if you know somebody that is dealing with PMDD or you are suspecting that they might be, please share this uh, episode with them. This could be something that could very much help them, especially if you are dealing with um, a lot of the emotional side of these, um, of the symptom of this disorder, I should say. I want you to feel loved and supported. Um, at Mixers, this is what we're all about. This is why we do these deep dives because I want you girls to get the information that you need to feel empowered. And so with that, I hope that you guys enjoyed and learned something new. It's so fun. I like do- getting on here and doing this. It gives me a great opportunity to be able to address some of the questions that you guys send in. Keep sending them in. I really, really do... Um, Based what I talk about on this podcast, based on the things that you guys are asking about and the suggestions that you're leaving, you know, the ratings and the reviews that you guys are leaving, it makes a difference. It, it really tells us what you guys are interested in. And we want to make this podcast fun and informative and the place to hang out and to learn everything there is to know about your health and happiness, because you deserve to know you deserve to feel your best. When we feel our best, we can show up into the world and do our best and be our best. And that's what we want for all of you. So you girls, I hope you have a fabulous weekend. It's Easter weekend. So happy Easter to you. And Jess and I will be back next Tuesday. Definitely tune in again. Um, We will look forward to continuing the conversation with you. So fun. So fun. Love you tons. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Her Power. Show up in life focused, on point, full of energy, but without the crash and habit-forming behaviors that caffeine can cause. Her Power is a non-stimulant energy supplement that provides stamina, concentration, mental support, and mind clarity. Struggle with a racing mind, anxiety, or feel consistently tired? Her Power is your answer. Check us out on social media at Mixers, M-I-X, H-E-R-S or at mixers.com.